the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is made possible through the sponsorship of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship and through the generous giving of faithful donors like you. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, you can visit us at awordforlife.com. Welcome to A Word for Life. A Word for Life is the radio ministry of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship, located in Tacoma, Washington. And now, here's Pastor Michael Fields with A Word for Life. the fourth chapter, as I said, is where we're going to go. And I'm going to start reading at verse 29 of Ephesians, the fourth chapter. Do you want to notice, if you will, what the word of the Lord declares, which it says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. On today, dear ones, I would like for us to return to the topic and to the text that we had started to deal with last Sunday. We, we started dealing with this last Sunday. And so I'd like to go back to it and deal with it a little bit farther on today. Um, now, the text of Scripture that we had started to look at is found for us here in the book of Ephesians, the fourth chapter, um, verses 29 to 32. And the topic that the Lord had given me for all that we are dealing with from this text of Scripture, the topic, dear ones, was this. All of the demonically inspired, infused, and intentioned language that we are using to speak to one another needs to stop. That was the title that the Lord gave me. That's what he told me to tell all of you last Sunday. He said, this is what I need you to tell them. Tell them that all of the demonically inspired, infused, and intentioned language that we are using to speak to one another, that that needs to stop. That the expiration date for that, all that language, all that talk, has exp- it, the, the expiration date has come. It has expired. It needs to stop. And... There was another title, a more abbreviated title, that the Lord gave me also for all that we were talking about. And that abbreviated title, for those that would like the more abbreviated title, because that's a pretty long statement. If you want the abbreviated title, the, the title that the Lord gave me to share with all of you is this. Shut the hell up. Amen. 
shut the hell up. All the stuff that's coming out of your mouth, it is not coming from heaven, it's coming from hell. And the Lord says, it's time for all that to shut up. Now, last week, last week, uh, we spent all of our time. We didn't really even get to Ephesians 4th chapter. We didn't even touch on it. We spent all of our time dealing with three other passages of Scripture um, that the Lord began to speak to us out of concerning things that we either do not know at all. Some of the things that we talked about for some dear ones, you didn't know those scriptures were even in the Bible. You didn't know that at all. Um, or possibly you have forgotten them entirely. You have just totally forgotten that those things were in the word of God. You knew it, but you forgot it. Or possibly the other possibility is that you just aren't taking it as seriously as you need to. You know, it's there. You know what it says, but you just haven't really been taking it seriously. And the Lord impressed upon us last week as we were together dealing with these things that these things are things we have to take seriously because in many ways there was the source of our problems are coming out of our failure to observe these three things that we're told in these passages of scripture so the first passage was in proverbs 18 verses 20 to 21 and there we learned that the ability to bring into my life either blessing unity healing and wholeness or bring into my life difficulty, division, pain, and dysfunction. In, in a very real way, all that is going to be determined by taking a look at and a listen to the words that I use and how I use them as I speak to other people. Amen. In many ways, dear ones, your ability to either bring blessing and, and uh, unity and healing into your life or bring pain and dysfunction and disunity into your own life is going to be found in taking a look at and a listen to the words that you use as you speak to other people and how you use those words. Do you use them as, as a means of bringing healing, as a means of bringing unity, or do you use them as weapons, as a means of harming and hurting and causing dysfunction? So that's the first thing that we learned. But the second thing that we learned was from the passage of Scripture that was found in Matthew, the 12th chapter, verses 34 to 37. And from that passage of Scripture, what we learned was that the words that I use as I speak to and about other people are actually an expression of the true contents of my own heart that have begun to now overflow and I can no longer hide them or conceal them or contain them. Amen. And so the words that I use as I speak to other people, in actuality, that's just an expression of really what the contents of my heart is toward that person or toward that situation. And those contents have now begun to overflow and I can't contain them any longer. I can't conceal it any longer. I can't hide it any longer. It's, it's beginning to show and it's beginning to be heard in the things that I'm saying. Amen. And then the third passage of scripture that we looked at was found in Matthew, the seventh chapter, verse 12. And there we learned that however it is that I want for others to treat and to speak to me, however I want other people to treat me and to speak to me, I am to set the standard for that by doing all of those things for, the, for that other person first. Amen. So if I want to be treated respectfully, I need to treat you respectfully first. If I want to be spoken to in a way that is, that is respectful, I need to speak to you in a way that is respectful first. 
I need to set the standard for that. I need to establish the standard for how I want to interact with you. But if I want to be spoken to in a way that is disrespectful and dishonoring, all I got to do to set that standard is just talk to you that way. Because if I talk to you that way, I'm setting the standard for that's acceptable language. That's acceptable verbiage for us to use with one another. And so we learned these things. We talked about these three things. We spent a lot of time dealing with those three things last time. And on today, dear ones, I want to get to this passage of Scripture that the Lord told me I needed to deal with in Ephesians, the fourth chapter. Um, now, as we look at this passage of Scripture, dear ones, and we begin to take note of what Paul says to us here, the Apostle Paul says to us, what we want to take note of is and what we want to bring to everyone's attention is Paul begins to mention two forms of speech or two ways of speaking to others that he, that he talks about here that he says that we need to avoid. We need to avoid using these two forms of speech or these two ways of communicating to one another. And the two forms that Paul brings out, the first one is in verse 29. He says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. So the first way that Paul says, the first form of communication that Paul says we need to avoid is we need to avoid corrupt or corrupting communication. Corrupt communication is the first form of speech that Paul says, or, or, or way of using language that Paul says you need to avoid that. But then the second one is found in verse 31. He says, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. So the second form of language or the second way of speaking to another person that Paul says you need to get rid of that is evil speaking or speaking evil to somebody. And so what we need to begin to look at is we need to begin to gain a better understanding of what Paul is saying here. Because at first glance, you would think that Paul is just repeating himself. He's just saying the same thing, just using different words. But in reality, dear ones, as you study the text, what you begin to notice is that Paul is talking about two different forms of speech, okay. two different forms of, 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 of verbiage that we can use to talk to other people. And, and they're addressing two different things. And so Paul says, you need to put both of them away. Don't put one away and hold on to the other. Put both of them away. So with the first form of speech, that involves corrupt communication. So we want to take a look at that. Now, there was the word corrupt that Paul uses here. It comes from a Greek word that means to be rotten or to be putrid. So it's so that word corrupt. It comes from a Greek word that means to be rotten or to be putrid. Now, for those that don't know what the word putrid means, there was that makes reference to the decomposition of something or the breakdown of something. So if you are if, if something is becoming putrid, that means it's breaking down. It's putrid. Putrid means something is breaking down. It's decomposing. It's breaking down. And so corrupt communication is rotten communication or putrid communication. Now, for those that like, like, like Sister Laura, you like visuals in your mind. You got to see a picture of it. Envision in your mind a bowl of rotting vegetables. Okay. Uh, just a bowl of rotting vegetables. They're smelly. They're stinky. They're slimy. They're just breaking down. That's what corrupt is. That's, what, that's the word that Paul is using here. When he says corrupt communication, he's talking about communication that causes things to rot. Communication that causes things to become putrid or that causes things to break down. 
communication that causes things to break down or communication that causes things to become good for nothing and useless. And so corrupt communication, when Paul talks about corrupt communication, dear ones, he's saying you need to put away the communications that you're using with one another that is causing things in your life to break down and become good for nothing. Lord have mercy. What words are we using? What things are we saying that are putrid, that are causing things to break down, that are causing things to become useless, that are causing things to become non-productive, that are, thought, that are causing things to rot? Lord have mercy. We will get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message in just a moment. But we wanted to take a moment to share with all of you that the aim of our radio ministry at the Word of Life Bible Fellowship is to share the good news of Jesus Christ with as many people as possible and to strengthen and edify the body of Christ through Bible teaching that is both clear and relevant. We would like to see this ministry go even farther in accomplishing this work, but in order for us to be able to do that, we need your help. If you are able, after you have given to the support of your own local home church, if you are able to help us with the cost of airing this program on the station, we would greatly appreciate it. All donations are tax deductible, and they can be sent to the Word of Life Bible Fellowship, P.O. Box 8903, Tacoma, Washington, 98418. And if you would like to learn more about our ministry and be able to listen to some of the archived messages from Pastor Fields, you can do so by visiting us at our website, which is awordforlife.com. And now, let's get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message. And so, and so, and so, and so let me give you some examples of corrupt communication. Corrupt communication, dear ones, in call, in, includes things like gossip, yeah. insults, yeah. In, saying insulting things. Yeah, that, that, that makes you look ugly. You look ugly today. Oh, that, that doesn't, oh, that's not good at all. That's a, insults, okay. backbiting, uh, uh, nitpicking. Well, what's wrong? Why are, you, why are you doing that? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Why can't you do that? You're just nitpicking. You're just nitpicking on people. Uh, 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 fault finding. Yeah. Fault finding is, a, is you're, you're, you're causing things to break down. Rather than speaking things that are encouraging, you're causing things that are just, you're saying things that are just causing things to break down. Amen. So fault finding, sarcasm, mm-hmm. uh, uh, being overly critical of other people and making fun of other people, mocking them and making fun of other people. Those are all forms of corrupt communication. We think it's funny. We think it's, that's funny, that's funny. No, it's not. It's corrupt. You're causing things to break down. Because, dear ones, what these type, what this type, all the things that I just mentioned, this type of speech, dear ones, what it does is it rots things. It erodes both the foundation and the supporting structures of any type of healthy and and functional relationship that you can try to have with somebody. 
If you're doing these things with other people, if you're saying these things to other people, especially people you're trying to have a relationship with of any type, be it marriage, be it friendship, be it brother, sister, be it sibling, whatever it is. If you're using this type of language to have that type uh, any type of healthy or functioning relationship, you are corrupting it. You're rotting it from the inside. You're rotting it from the inside. You cannot have any type of healthy, functioning relationship using this kind of language. Because Paul says it's corrupt. It rots it. It causes it to break down and become useful for nothing. And so, dear, and, 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 and the thing we got to understand, the thing we got to understand, we always got to understand, is if I'm talking to somebody and I'm using language that is gossipy, or sarcastic, or, or fault-finding, or whatever it may be. If I'm using this kind of language with somebody else, and we're talking about somebody else, I always have to keep back in the back of my mind the possibility that the very thing that I'm saying to you, you can say those same things about me. Amen. That thing can turn on you. Amen. And it will turn on you. And pretty soon, the person that you're talking to about others is now talking about to others about you. You say, well, Pastor, that's a, that's a pretty strong statement that you're making. Yes, it is, but let me show you where it's at. Okay. Galatians, the fifth chapter. Galatians, the fifth chapter. The book of Galatians, the fifth chapter. Notice what Paul says there. Galatians, the fifth chapter. I'm read verses 13 to 15. Notice what Paul says. He says, For brethren, you have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Here we go now. But if you bite, if you bite and devour one another, take heed that you be not consumed one of another. Amen. In other words, if you use this type of language against somebody else, do not be surprised when this type of language is used against you. Amen. And so, dear ones, that's the first thing that we need to understand. Paul says. The, 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 the corrupt communication, the type of language that we're using with one another that is just causing things to break down, that needs to be put away. But notice the type of language back in Ephesians. Notice the type of language that Paul says that we are to instead use with one another. Notice what he says. He says, let, verse 29, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. So Paul says, get rid of the corrupt communication, but instead uh, you begin to use things, speak things to one another that are good for the use of edifying. Amen. Now, now the word edify that Paul uses here, it comes from a Greek word that talks about the building of a house. Paul, that word talks about the building of a house. And so Paul is saying to us here that the type of language that I am to use with others should be the type of language that helps me to construct something and put something together with others that will be lasting, that will be permanent, that will be sound, and that will be solid. Amen. I'm not to use language that causes things to break down. I'm to use language that helps to build something. Amen. Something that is permanent, something that will be lasting, and that will be sound and solid. And so I am to use language when I speak to others that is going to help to either, that is going to help build something positive with them or fortify something with them that has already been established or repair something that needs some work done on it 
or renovate something that needs to be brought up to date and made current. So I'm not to use language that's causing things to break down and fall apart. I'm to use language that either one, as I said, is to try and build something with somebody. Thank God for CC being with us on today. You're, you're, you're my example. I'm going to use you. <laughs> yeah, I know you way back there, but I'm still going to use you. She's, she's engaged to Rayshon. She's engaged. They're engaged. They're, they're going to be married sometime in the near future. They're engaged. He and she should be speaking to one, Itaraba, should be speaking to one another in a way and in, in language that is helping to build something. We are speaking to one another in a way that is helping to build something because we're trying to build a relationship and in the future build a marriage and after that build a family. If we're using language with one another now in the, in the, in the, in the inception process of trying to build something, if we're using language that is just causing things to break down, we got a problem before we even get started. We're thinking, we're thinking that this, well, I can just talk to you because you know I love you anyway. You, Sister Anne, you know I love you anyway. So I just talk to you anyway. I want to talk to you. I just say what I want to say because you know I love you anyway. Stop believing the lies of the enemy. The only way that person is going to know that you love them is you, is you tell them and you show them through the words that come out of your mouth. Amen. 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 Saying, I, I, I love you, but I'm going to talk to you any kind of way. Those are two, just, those are completely opposite things. Yes, sir. If you really love the person, if you really want to show the person you love them, then help them understand that with the words that you use to that person. So so you're building something or or possibly or possibly you're trying to repair something. So if I'm trying to repair something, Brother Foreman, I, I, you know, I, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not as useful as with tools as you are. You know, I, I, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm pretty simple guy. But last time I checked, I really can't repair too many things with a sledgehammer. You know, I'm just checking. I'm just checking. Because last time I checked, I didn't see too many people repairing things with sledgehammers. You can break stuff down with a sledgehammer, but you sure enough can't repair nothing with a sledgehammer. Why are you using sledgehammer words? How about you trying to repair something? Why, Why are you using sledgehammer words? Try, talking about, I'm trying to repair this relationship. No, you ain't. Wow. No, you ain't. You try to tear it down. If you really want to repair it, you got to use words that are able to repair it. Or, or possibly, I'm trying to renovate something that needs to be brought up to date. I'm renovating something. You know, Sister Ann and I, we just recently celebrated our 16th anniversary. We've been married 16 years now. Pray, praise God. Made it 16 years. Hooray! We've <laughs> been 16 years. But, 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 but even in 16 years, we still got to do things. And like we're, we're getting ready to go on a couple trips because we got to do things to make sure that this stays solid. We have to invest. You just can't put this thing on cruise control. You're going to run into a mountain. You, you have to do things to make sure. Somebody say amen. amen. And, so, and, so, and so, dear ones, I, I, Paul is saying use words that edify, that build up. Now, I want to be clear on what I'm saying here. I want to be clear what I'm saying because the same person, the Apostle Paul, the same person that is telling us that we are to speak to others in this type of way here is also the same person that will all go on to tell Timothy in 1 Timothy, or in 2 Timothy, I should say, that he is to reprove and rebuke and exhort others with all long suffering and doctrine. 
And so the same person that's telling you to speak words that are edifying and upbuilding is also the same person that says at times you need to speak words that will reprove folk or rebuke folk or correct them in some way. And dear ones, what this helps us to see is that even in those times where you may have to say something to someone that is direct, that is confrontational, that is corrective, and that is unapologetic, it can be done by you in a way that is not demeaning and not disrespectful, but in a way that corrects the person, but also gives the person hope that a turnaround for them is possible. Sometimes you've got to speak to people in ways that are direct, in ways that I'm not apologizing for what I said to you. So you know how sometimes you say something, but then you see how the impact is having. You say, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. No, no, stop that. Because now you're sending a mixed message. You're sending a mixed message to that person. You're saying something direct, but now you want to apologize for what you said, which takes all the emphasis off what you said. So if you're going to say it, stand there behind that. I apologize for it. I ain't trying to hurt you. I'm not trying to harm you. I'm being direct, and I'm not going to apologize, because what I'm trying to do is help you. Hello, dear ones. This is Pastor Michael Fields. And here at the end of today's broadcast, I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you to all of you for taking the time out of your day to tune in and listen to our program. My hope is that today's broadcast has been a blessing to you in some way and has helped you in your walk and in your relationship with the Lord. And I want to encourage all of you to tell a friend about this program and join us here next time as we look into the riches of God's Word in order to find a word for life. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.